Hello! You're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 81, Sonnets and Sewing. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Now, this is episode 81. Yeah. Last week, in the last, last episode, week. it was episode 80. But I'd like to thank everyone for not in any way noticing that in the intro I said, you're listening to episode 60. Well, I didn't notice that, so I think we got away with it. <laughs> that was the wrong number. I realised just before I went to bed that night, I just thought, oh, I'll just, uh, I'm just putting on podcasts and do while I sleep. And uh, I'll just... You know, I'll just see this is myself. Well, no, I wasn't going to listen to myself. I was like, I'll just check it's like working okay. And it starts with, hello, you're listening to episode 60. I, what? I, what? I knew it was episode 80. <laughs> All my notes said episode 80. I said 60 and then listened to it when I was done and thought, yep, that's the, sh- that's the yep, show. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah. It's in the same ballpark if in a really grand scheme of things. So welcome to episode... You could kind of see... You can't. What a dumb thing to do. But hey, anyway, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's excitement good. in your yeah. life at the moment, I believe. Yeah. Um, so this week I have been mostly getting a new kitchen. Lovely stuff. Uh, I say this week. I mean, it's kind of taken over my life for the past fortnight. Well, not taken over. Okay, I started like clearing room because they need to get at the electrics, which is in the big hall cupboard. Mm-hmm. So I needed to take all like the stuff out of that. But that's like... Hall cupboard, understairs cupboard, shed, closet. Like, it has all of my shoes in it. I have a lot of shoes. It's got cans of paint. It's got the ironing board. It's got decorating things. There's a pasting table in there. It's where I keep the vacuum clean. Like, it has... And the hot water tank and everything. It's where Harry Potter sleeps. It's where Harry Potter sleeps. A Harry Potter would be lucky to sleep in my hall cupboard. I'll be trying to get Jessica to turn it into a guest bedroom for me because you could put a bed in it. <laughs> when I moved in, I legitimately thought that I might put a desk in there. Yeah. And use it as my, my rumpus work room. room. Oh, work it's room. a rumpus room. Work room. Which now I think would be fine. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do that because of that hilarious time the hot water tank sprung a leak. Oh, and the fire brigade had to break into your apartment. And the fire brigade had to break into my flat. <laughs> oh, we laugh now. Ah, hilarious. My living room has furniture in the wrong place and also lots of bits of kitchen because it's Tuesday now, is it? Yes. It was delivered like Wednesday, so I've had six days of just bits of kitchen sitting in my living room. Mm-hmm. I mean, they started installing it yesterday, so it's going down. Okay, so when when will it be done? Uh, hopefully by the end of the week, I would have thought. All the cupboard like carcasses are in. Most of them have doors. That's what they're called. Worktops are going in tomorrow. And the plumbing will be, like, finished so that I'll have running water back in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They need to do electrical things because I need a new breaker for a new kitchen ring electrical words that mean stuff, circuits. Um, and that needs to, like, go through the loft and everything. So it's all very exciting. That's why they need to get into the whole cupboard. Well, one, like, so that there was enough space for them to work as well as just to turn things on and off. Yeah, but it went in very quickly today. They kind of, you know, break it up into stages and... Stays went excellently. Excellent. Oh, Got, that's like, doors and everything. They're soft closed doors, so you open them and then you just close them halfway and then they just close themselves and they don't slam. Amazing. Yes. Super excited. Good. Were you constantly kept awake by the sound of slamming kitchen cabinets? No, because I didn't slam the kitchen cabinets. But You'd it's have to be just very angry when you're making a cup of it tea. It takes the it takes the effort out of it because you just need to sort of not really do anything and they just close themselves. Oh, I see. They're for lazy people, is what you're saying. Yeah, I never need to close a cabinet again. Well, that's exciting. Probably, I don't know. I don't know how this modern technology works. Are you going to finally sort out that shelving unit? What, this shelving right? unit that's currently a pantry? Oh. Check out. Check out my living room pantry. Just turn the... That's not really a podcast reference, is it? Not, it doesn't really work on radio. Um, yes, I am. I am going to do that because it can't live where it currently lives anymore because the fridge is going to be there. So anyone who follows me on Twitter would have seen a picture of the plastic bags that I posted the other day. Goldmine. They're worth 5p each. Goldmine. So if I sell... Bear in mind they're used. So if I sell them for four and undercut the market, I'm going to be rich. Yeah, but as I said, it, you can hand back bags to Ocado when they deliver and they knock that total off what you spent. So, you know, we don't have to do it all at once. We can slowly eke it out over all the Ocado deliveries. I, I have taken a few into work because uh, one of the departments does need plastic bags as part of their job. And obviously they don't get them for free anymore. Yeah, but so I'm talking about... A business here, Jessica. I know. I just thought this I'd, is you know, altruism. Be nice and help my help my friends and colleagues. 
So basically, because even when the, there wasn't a tax on plastic bags, plastic carrier bags, I used to always try and take my own bags to the supermarket. Take, take your, your canvas bags when you go to the supermarket. I've got hundreds of things. Can I count them? Um, I can't believe you had all this big clear out and you didn't invite me because you know that is my jam. <laughs> I would be the most amazing, uh, what are they called? Like professional declutterer, life advisor type person. A declutter diva. Yes. I've been thinking about um, growing out my hair again. I'm not going to, but it's because I saw pictures of myself in the summer and I used to have nearly waist length hair. And now Summer's I have, well, well my, I, it has been rightly pointed out I shouldn't refer to as boy hair because... Hair is not gendered, but hair I have. Is not gendered, but I have serious boy hair. You have boy hair. <laughs> you have a uh, indie indie boy circa two thousand and four hair. As I have said, I have. I've spent the last two or three years basically turning myself into my ideal boyfriend. Uh, cuddle my hair off, short back and sides. I'm wearing a lot of button-down shirts and knitwear. It's all. Let's not read into it. Let's not read into it. <laughs> When no one's around, I call myself Sebastian. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't. I do. Essentially, George. Um, shut up, Rosie. Have you ever seen She's the Man? That's a surprisingly entertaining film. Yeah, and it sounds like my life. I don't need to. It's a biopic. Yeah. It also admit, her, her brother is called Sebastian. Because it's Twelfth Night. Obviously, because it's Twelfth Night. Uh, is... Where the heck was I? Short but hair. That seems like a more legitimate reason. Don't care. But I do care right now because there is a point when it's too long where, because of the way my fringe goes, I do begin to look like Hitler. Oh, uh, yeah, that's tricky. That's tricky. But, I mean, someone needs to bring back the toothbrush moustache. And I think you're doing sterling work in that field. So, yeah, I have a thousand carrier bags, but I also have discovered, oh, why did I not vacuum pack them? I can do that. Vacuum packing things. So fun. I made a duvet. I didn't like... know you had this power. You have a vacuum pack affair. Yeah, well, you just buy them in Wilkinson's. Is this a recent thing, or have you just for this this occasion done it? I bought them last week because I was trying to make. I basically I have a spare double duvet that lives in the hall cupboard. That's another thing that lives in the hall cupboard. I know it's uh, my double duvet for when I come. It's your stay. double duvet because we bought it for when you come and stay, and it takes up a lot of room, like mm-hmm. so much room. It had two massive carrier bags, like over like one over each end, because it's too big to fit in mm-hmm. a normal carrier bag. Like even the big ones you get in John Lewis when you buy large items. So I bought a vacuum pack thing and you just get two bags in a packet and then you put the duvet duvet in it and it's bigger even than a folded duvet. And then you suck all the air out of it. And it's amazeballs. That is pretty pretty dope. It's totes dope. Cool. Well I mean that sounds like you've had a busy few however long since we recorded. Yes. I have done very little and I'm really loving it. Cool. I'm, I've done very little yesterday and today, which is unusual for me. I've sat on the sofa, like, all day. I never get to do that. Oh, no, that's not true. Yesterday I went to Brownies, and we had a party for the Queen's birthday. We had a magician. Did he taste nice? <laughs> I cannot believe you did that setup while I was drinking tea. <laughs> I'm really sorry. But I got it. Uh, did he taste nice? I did nice? it to the parents yesterday as well, and they both replied in unison. Oh, good. We had a conjurer last year. <laughs> oh, did he taste nice? I thought you said they were clean. Well, Lewis is going to love this bit. Hi, Lewis. <laughs> we, actually, There's no, no sense to anyone who hasn't seen the Good Life Christmas special. We're really sorry. We were in the pub the other week and really confused Freya by just kind of going through the whole script. Do I look like I drink milk stout? <laughs> and then we played uh, my favourite game. Like, Dame Margaret is great at sorting people into their Hogwarts houses. Yep. I love any kind of thing where you say, oh, you know, who are you in this? Oh, I'm the, you know, basically doing that. Uh, I'm a Carrie and you're a, I'm a Charlotte, obviously. Uh, but, you know, th- it's a very stereotypical to do with Sex in the City, but I recently did yes. it with Orphan Black. And uh, right. I've... Oh, I've all, formed... all of all of the, uh, the, the variant the clones, clones. The Cestras. I'm an Alison, in case anyone's asking. Basically, we did this for the first time. No one has ever done this before. Assigning which character in the good life you are to people. Uh, I am obviously an aspirant Tom, but in reality, I'm a Margot. Although, Lewis <laughs> thinks I'm a um, Barbara, which I felt was a very kind thing to say. And then we became a bit worried because we thought we didn't know anyone, any human decent enough to be a Tom. And then we realised Freya was a Tom. Then, then Tom we said was a jerry this was getting a bit weird and he got yeah. very upset at the prospect of being jerry but come on he is uh, <laughs> and then we shouted checkbook jerry at him uh lewis is obviously a barbara yes yeah i think you're a mrs dooms patterson <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. tell you what i have been doing jessica what have you been doing rosie 
lounging resplendently in the glory that is the Great British Sewing Bee. Oh, I've been most enjoying it. Most enjoying it. Now, we actually had a request for whether we were going to be covering this. We did. I forgot that. Because of when we got round to recording things. It's actually the first time we'll be doing it. So we shall be covering episodes one through six, in fact. Have there been six episodes? Yes. I know, it doesn't seem that way. Six weeks ago it started. Have there not been five? No, there's been... Gosh, I've either missed one or forgotten them. Week one, week two. I was about to say, no. This well, there's been one. week one, week two, week three, week four. Now, uh, I've just looked at the Wikipedia page, and I'd like to commend them for sticking to the word sewer, because it's spelt like the word sewer. Sewer. But in Molly Makes, they always try and get round it by referring to people as sewists, which I just think is That's so sewists. pointed. Well, let's give it its proper and glorious title, which is Stitch Bitch. Like, there's no... <laughs> That's what you are. Just deal. Should we do a quick overview of how we feel it's going? It took a long Let's time for it. this to come to broadcast because they they didn't announce they were doing another series till the beginning of this year, whereas usually they do so at the end of... Oh, yeah, I thought it was late in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually they do, you know, with Bake Off or Sewing Bee, as it has been, they'll say, you know, with the credits of the series finale. We'll and if you back want in to, the autumn. Yeah, and we, if you want to apply to be on the next series. And they didn't have that. And then I think it was a bit unsure whether it would come back. And they have a new judge, a new lady judge judge. this year. A new female judge. A new (laughs) female judge. The male judge remains the same. They have a new female judge. Uh, um, Who is very lovely. I'm intrigued as to why Mae Martin isn't there, because she issued a statement saying it just wasn't to be. And if it was because she had something else on or she didn't have the time for... You know then that's fine. But if, if it just wasn't meant to be because the BBC didn't ask her back, then I'm not impressed. Because it, also, it can't be an age thing because the woman they replaced her with is clearly older. Yeah. But I wonder whether if it was she's, the BBC... She's formidable but likeable. Yeah, she's... Re- and this thing, if it had been Esme... I really like Esme. Let's put it this way. It's not an Alicia Dixon situation. Good it's not God. an Alicia Dixon situation. The only good thing to come of that was that we did get Darcy Bustle eventually. <laughs> and eventually we now have got the... Done. Brilliant Strickles lineup. We've got Esme. We've got Patrick, whose beard was not fully there at the beginning of the series, and I was not keen. He needs to have full beard or proper tash, but not. It was a bit patchy, or like a bit thin. Obviously, I think he thought, "Uh oh, so he's been taken by surprise." Soon, I need to uh, grow a beard. Yeah, rubbing caffeine into it. Okay, so so far I've discussed just what the judges look like, so I should probably talk about the real, the show itself. And can I just say, going back to the their choice to stick with the word sewer, Mm -hmm. spelt sewer. Uh, yes, that is excellent. I was disappointed that this week, for the first time I really noticed them using the word a so, as in oh, like a, a so, as a noun, as in, oh, that's a really good bake. Like, I can get on board with the word a really good bake. Like, I don't know where it's come from, but I'm okay with it. I was thinking, I hope they don't do that with saying. They've kind of, they've done it. It's like, uh, project, creation, peace, just say peace. Garment. Garment. Work. There are actual legitimate words that exist to describe that. You don't need to say that's a really good sew. And that's how Sue sees it. <laughs> that's amazing. God bless from the past. Uh, so the, the first week was uh, basic construction, where mainly yes. the thing that stood out was how tediously they all did in the alteration challenge, where they got given a maternity dress and nearly everyone turned it into really boring skirts. Especially when they're all lined up next to each other, you did think, oh, wow, that's a lot of skirts. And when the judges came in, they said, oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> Esme's first words were, oh, I'm really disappointed. Oh. They weren't even great skirts. Yeah, what would you have done? Oh, this is a great question. I have thought about this. I like to play this game. I mean, obviously it works for for, um, Bake Off, but it works better for me for sewing beaks. I'm always like, yep, I know what I would have done with this. The thing is, my thought is always to turn it into a fun children's costume. I can't help myself. But it was a plain blue maternity dress. I don't know. Like, I'd turn it into like a cape, like a winter cape. I would probably have gone skirt route, but I would have made actually like a dungarees, like dungarees, mm. or I'd have done something that, or more more dress like. Yeah. So like a little short skirt and with a just I would have put a bib on it and a pocket, and maybe like a felt duck, like Phil and Lil. This has gone. Yeah, but that's something like that. And in that episode, Duncan went home of the sort of him him with the really tall hair the sort of jedward hair and sofa cushion jacket oh god yes i'd forgotten him it was so long ago yeah then the next week children's week hello this is what i'm here for i have to say i think that the challenge to make a cape wasn't that inspiring to me wasn't as good as last year's fancy dress outfit which was brilliant with paul's elephant ballerina and they had to they had to feature padding or shaping in some way they were great 
Uh, but we're not talking about last year. No, because a, a, like a cape. I mean, obviously they then put in a lot of work, but it's not incredibly exciting. And also, no. how many children wear cape? Obviously, turn it into a little red riding hood challenge for me. Obviously. And the alteration challenge was uh, to turn a bridesmaid's dress for an adult into oh, a yes, dress right. for a child or an outfit for a child. Most of them just made tiny bridesmaid dresses. I would have gone Queen Elsa in that one. No, no two ways about it. I would have gone, I'm having a blue one and I'm making Queen Elsa. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And the pattern challenge was a baby grow in that one. Yeah, in which Ghislaine, who went out that week, just had a disasters all around. Oh, that was a nightmare for her. That was horrendous. Overlockers everywhere. The crotch was sort of somewhere around the knee. I'd be happy to say that's possibly the worst thing that anyone has ever made on Same B. Not like in an MC Hammerway. I mean, the crotch, it was still skin tight. It was it, just the crotch was kind of on wrong. the side of the, the leg. gusset. She had issues that's... with her gusset. Yeah. Not she... her... You never but, want on national television, let me tell you. Flem, that's true. She, she just she just had great difficulty. It was just not to be. It was just not to be. And then week three. Week three. Lingerie week. Lingerie week. In which that was the bra pattern. Yes. Flameproof nighty. No, no scarves. They said scarves, scarves the and they had pattern. loads of them turned into camp. Most of them turned them into capsules. I would have gone. Uh, although t- I could arguable halfway through the challenge I sort of realised oh wait isn't that's not technically lingerie one of those wartime swimming costumes that you used to be able to make out of dusters oh I would have made, made out of squares. Um, those cami knickers like the ones made out of silk maps that we saw at the yeah. Medium and Actually, and then I realised okay what I would do is I would make French knickers and then some sort of like top to go with them and this was a week in which Jamie totally baking James did he totally, he totally baking James did. So to baking James, or baking James that that is now, <laughs> that's like now I just sorry. He, no, he also gets used as my Bake Off husband. So really, he's that's doing true. Like lucky James, he's yeah, he's either being sexually objectified or using an example of somebody who could easily have won. Yeah. To, like it was theirs for the losing, basically. No, and they lost it. And then they lost it. Jamie was he like this perfect, meticulous construction, and then he did this vile house coat and these lady boxes that went. Yeah, they were not successful. A disaster. And he'd darling. done very, very well the previous two weeks. Mm. In fact, so he'd he had doing hand care come to week. That was no. Gosh. Angeline had had both. Angeline. And yeah. then Charlotte got Brilliant. the um, lingerie week and um, made to measure garment yeah. of the week. Then we had international week. Yes. I have to say. It did a lot better than I thought it was going to, because I thought it was going to be cultural appropriation. Ahoy. There's always a fear, but I, it was fine. I thought it was handled pretty well. Um, so the first thing they had to do was a, a kipao brocade sort of Chinese-inspired top with a mandarin collar. Very confusing construction Ooh, in the wrap-over and then a zip up the side. And it was like mm-hmm. a crossover, but you had to get your layers in the right order. Complicated. Complicated. And some of them chose some frankly disgusting brocades. Well, yes. Like, don't actually go for the ones that look like they're used sort of for the waitresses at a really cheap Chinese restaurant. Then it was the alteration challenge with saris, which was obviously great because they had metres and metres of the most gorgeous fabric. All of this incredible, to the extent I thought, don't chop it up. And Jade made the tightest harem pants anyone's ever seen. Yeah, they had to put a panel in. Like yards and yards of fabric. (laughs) How have you done this, girl? There were a lot of harem pants, but then I was definitely going to make that. But I would have done a sort of Princess Jasmine outfit Wait, I have to come back to something from the previous week. In the alteration challenge, when Josh made what I can only describe as like a sexy dinner lady's outfit, when they were doing the alteration challenge <laughs> oh, out yeah. of scarves, like and he weird... he made this weird sort of tabard yeah. that wasn't quite it like it should have been a sort of teddy affair, and actually, yeah, he looked like it was. He chose the most disgusting scarves I've ever seen in my life. I mean, obviously they are limited to what they the selection, but Pub they carpet, were not a great tabard. Grace. Brown um, and orange, and not and not in a good way. And then the week after, uh, in International Week, their made to measure challenge was uh, West African dress, which yeah. most of them didn't actually do sort of West African dresses. They did dresses that happened to have peplums on them. Yeah, they weren't the full design, but the the fabrics were amazing. Yeah, the fabrics are fab. And I found it very interesting when they talked about the history of it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was a shame that not that most of them didn't actually follow the really traditional route because those dresses are amazing yeah and the dresses they did were much more kind of high streety the, like trends from the last two years where you have the sort of pencil skirt dress with pencil a skirt as a peplum yeah which and- is which is sort of basically the shape but like watered down they are often fitted skirt but often a long skirt that kicks out and then a top with like a peplum and, and then like- you often have sort of wrap fabric wraps and like yeah the amazing yeah. head scarves because it holds its shape you can do really cool stuff yeah 
But they were still, you know, you've got a lot of things. And it's still good. The fabric, amazing. And then the week after, we had 1960s week. Yes. Which Late December back in 60. Must have been great for you, Jessica. Mind- there yes, was it was. Definitely some use of the four seasons there. Yes, there was. And Angeline, who had been having a great run, she'd had a lot of outfits of the week. It all went it all went wrong for her. It all went Pete Firstly, she was trying to make a coat that looked like actually I would say more seventies and sort of fancy dress. Is it a little bit Afghan fancy dress coat? Yeah, and also like somebody had murdered a Muppet to get the trim. Things we have learned in the last couple of episodes, Patrick doesn't like fur. No, he does not. No, to anyone who may be going on the saying be in the future, do not use fake fur trim, Patrick doesn't no. like it. He didn't, he didn't like it. They made uh, the Mondrian dress. And I was yes. fascinated to learn that Yves Saint Laurent published the pattern for it, including labels, so you could have an Yves Saint Laurent label in your homemade... how cute was that? Adorable. And I now I really want one of those. I don't know if I ever really knew that. No. I, I feel like that should be a fact that I would have come across in my life. Because that's a really famous dress. Yeah. And I didn't... And more, more the fact that I didn't know that Yves Saint Laurent has kind of pioneered having, pa- like, publishing patterns for you to make at home and yeah. stuff. Um, no, uh, I didn't. Yeah, we can either. we can make a couple of those of them them frocks. That's no problem. I mean, I would definitely go for the trad Mondrian colours. I think. Oh yeah, if I'd made it, it would have been white, black, bit of yellow on the shoulder, bit of red on the hem. Yeah, all, all the way around. Um, then they had an alteration challenge out of PVC raincoats, and Charlotte, yes. who was one of my favourites, made this very bizarre. So she chose a see-through raincoat. It was like then, a Marilyn Monroe, but sort of wear. see-through printed dress in a sort of halter dress i mean hilarious and to be honest they were working with pvc so it's yeah. always going to turn out like that they she was provided with a see-through coat that's not <laughs> yeah she, she, she didn't, she didn't she say making... i brought this from home she wasn't making like demonstrating life choices here. it was like <laughs> and then yeah they had to make a sort of 60s style uh jacket and jade made a really lovely that was a beautiful one piece. and because she made they said it's very simple but her pattern matching was Unbelievable! It was all she, across the. She s- said, "I know it's simple. I'm going to make it perfectly," and she made it perfectly. Yeah, so perfectly. Um, and it was nice because there were sort of all these Jackie Kennedy style coats and things going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have gone for a for a Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, absolutely. And I really liked that. I can't remember who it was. Was it Charlotte had made a, a pillbox hat to go with it out of matching fabric and a cereal packet? Yes. She made it at home and brought it with her. I love it. They've had a Blue Peter style craft. And Jade, I was initially worried about in the sort of because she falls into the Martha camp just because she's very young. Like, that's not to say she can't do anything. She doesn't have talent there, but she just doesn't have the experience that some of the older contestants have. Especially someone like Joyce, who knew they were using vintage sewing machines and these were the machines she'd learned to sew on. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whereas uh, Jade's like, I wasn't. I'm. She's when she said she was born in 1998. What? She doesn't even remember the the millennium, but she's really excelled in the last. She's got better and better. The week, two weeks. in the last two weeks. Is it Martha like did fantastically well on Bake Off, but she never actually got Star Baker. She no. you know, just because the others always just slightly edged out. So even on the weeks she did well and she did enough to get through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Jade has has and and because she'd had an iffy couple of weeks beforehand so i thought oh i don't know how much longer she's got left yeah uh, but then she's she's absolutely selfish she's fine and then this week we had sportswear week oh my sportswear God. week which i am an accomplished sewer I said make this cycle top and i thought Ugh. why would i know i know they were saying oh it's very expensive to buy but there's a reason for that and firstly yeah you don't spend that much go to sports direct they don't pay their staff properly but they pass the they, savings they pass on to you savings on to you the consumer so <laughs> don't go to sports direct Challenge one. One, like, disappointing that they didn't have any fabric that could be King of the Mountains uh, cycle top. Oh, the red spotty one. The red spotty. They did. But I, I, Joyce did make a, ye- had a bit of yellow in. That did lead to the produce best joke of the season. What was that? Serious. I thought where she was talking about how they well, have to take drugs. He's got, yeah. It's, uh, well, it's it's yellow, like the uh, Tour de France. Well, it's it's partly yellow. He's only halfway there, Q Claudia. Oh, well, you know we'll get him the whole way there? Drugs. Just walks off. Yep, correct. I did really enjoy Tracy saying when Charlotte said, I hope that they don't they don't pick up but there's puckering around the seams seams. I can tell them to pucker off. <laughs> that was incredible. I truly believe that Tracy is a character being played by Vic Reeves. <laughs> Nothing, like there was that mad woman on Bake Off who was being played by Victoria Wood and I'm sad. Victoria Wood. But yeah, this, she's nice. definitely being played by Vic Reeves. Um she's great. Uh yeah, then they did um they got shell suits. Like snow suit ski suits, so they were incredibly padded, and they had to make a child's coat. 
They're interesting to learn about the history of the uh, of, of fascinating. The their historical bits are really good and much better than any of the weird. I mean, I love Bake Off, but their historical bits are always weird and not good. Whereas these, well, I quite enjoy them. But I think the thing about the sewing the sewing bee ones is there is no mucking about in them. It no. is li- and it's you don't not get like Claudia week, running Claudia, around in a hat. This week, Claude goes to find out about stuff. It is just a three-minute documentary mm. in the middle of some people getting in a flap about overlockers. Yeah, and they had to use so many different machines. They had to use three different sewing machines this week. So they had machi- sewing machines, overlockers, and then overstitches. Have you ever used one? No, I had never even heard of it. And as soon as they as soon as they said, it's got two needles, and I went, oh, okay, I know exactly what it is. Basically, it's the thing around your bottom of your T-shirt, so it's two lines of straight stitching yeah. on the front, on the right side, and on the wrong side, it, it, it looks like overlocking. Yeah, wibbly. Yes. Any jersey t-shirt will have that on there yes because it it stretches and it it stops everything rolling up. but then it looks smart because you have the two lines of in it yeah it looks more finished yeah so that was strange they had all these things going on and then they had these shell suits the ski suits which is two out of fabric lining and then wadding as somebody who has recently cut up wadding oh my god that is a nightmare i was making a squirrel tail some of them should have made a squirrel tail but they had to make a coat for a child romana Top made did what I had been waiting somebody to do, which is look at it and say, I'll make it into an animal costume, and made a flamingo costume. Yes, it was an excellent little birdie. Hood hood. And then their final thing was a yoga outfit. Yes, I would have done harem pants for that. Mm. I would have gone sort of more traditional yoga. And then, yeah, probably like a tighter, like a tighter fitted top. But maybe with an element of draping. They were not a fan of Joyce's outfit. And I would say hers looked more like a running gear. It looked a lot like the caramel running gear that I had. It looks exactly like if you go into Marks and Spencer's and go to their exercise department yeah. because it is aimed at ladies who are the same age as Joyce. Yeah. That is, I think, what her downfall was. Like, I don't yeah. think, I'm not saying it was age discrimination, but yeah. Yeah, I thought that looks very familiar. I think just something about the colours and the pattern, as, as well, the actual cutting pattern and the design of the pattern pieces. Mm-hmm. It looked exactly like Marks and Spencer's exercise active wear. wear for slightly older lady. The person went home was my who was my favourite. Who was lovely yeah. Romana? Who she I actually very nice. feel really impressed that she hung on this long because there were a lot of weeks that I she thought... got herself in the in a pickle a couple of times, and then this week it's just her downfall. But as you said, her little speech when she left was so nice. I think yeah, she did a lovely talking head about why she'd why she'd started sewing and why other people should sew. It was really yeah. nice. But she said that that's one of the reasons she started sewing was because when she started wearing a scarf people she wasn't happy with how she looked she was ashamed and then she now just makes these incredible outfits and she yeah, was really she's found her and she couldn't find her own style so she made it and it's great like, yes and one, as one of the things they said she, said she always has a great idea for like they always love her colors they always love um the design she goes for it was just sometimes yeah. her construction let her down and, and they said that in her when she left that you, know, you could totally see that she was a very, very stylish, or is a very yeah, stylish lady. Think about it, I, don't, I don't think I'd really appreciated it before, because it wasn't until yesterday that I even noticed that Tracy wears the same top each week, but made in a different fabric. Yeah, and it's interesting that she always says she never does really fitted things, because she she clearly makes a lot of clothes for yeah. herself and doesn't like something that she is comfortable with and yeah. you know, likes the style. Yeah, Romana is a very well-turned-out lady. Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite sad, but... Um, that leaves us with Charlotte, Jade, Joyce and Tracy in the semi-final. Yes. I am intrigued to see who will go through. I really like Charlotte. Yeah, I like all of them. It's a tough one, but we, we shall see. We shall see. Patron of the week. This week's patron of the week is Jennifer Fujita. Unlike the rest of us, Jennifer is the kind of person whose Netflix queue is totally under control. And on a night where everyone is arguing about what kind of food to get and no one wants to make a decision... She'll make the perfect suggestion at just the right time and make sure no one is disappointed. She just always knows the perfect place. Thank you, Jennifer. If you'd like to be our patron of the week and have your praises sung to our listeners, become a $3 founding father at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Patron of the week. Jessica, what's your song? My song is Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp. Those are all words. It's a little ditty about Jack and Diane. Top fives. Top fives. Do you want to introduce this? Would you like me to explain it? Right, so the other day I was listening to a song which I think it wasn't just uh, a song of the week. It was actually a song of the year because I don't ever really hear... I'm not very good at new music. It was my song of the year once and that is Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Series. And I was listening to it and I had completely forgotten, hadn't heard it for a while, about the (laughs) slightly odd spoken 
verse towards the end of it, mm. and I thought we should do top five music with spoken bits in it. So that's what we did. I only told Rosie we should do this this morning. We've cobbled it together, but it's going to be brilliant. Actually, worked out better than I thought it would. I'm going to say that we have five, no, four crossovers. I think, including on men's. Oh no! Just in the top five. I think we've got definitely, definitely one. There might be two of my top five might be your honourable mentions because I wrote it and then I decided that for it to really be falling into what I was kind of going for and maybe I should let you know this but I think it's like an interpretive thing for this one the spoken bit has to be a little bit random and also spoken conversationally like I my honourable mentions have got things that are more rhythmic but all of the top fives are just they don't fit a beat and when I I was doing research on this topic and I ignored any where the spoken sections were actually sort of sampled bits of speech yes I was doing it where the the singer stops and starts speaking yeah, where it's, it is written into the track I know exactly the, the uh, article you read um, yeah it's written into the track I read about 10 <laughs> thanks TV tropes oh yeah yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one I was like oh yeah I, ooh, outlines no I don't agree with any of these okay um, yeah so anyway it's episode 81 so it's my turn to go first is it who's to say what episode it is who's to say so my top five songs with spoken verses or segments or mm-hmm. bits uh, number one home Edward Sharp and the Magnetic series. The middle eight is just them talking about how uh, one of them had fallen out of a window and then they like drove into the emergency room and she'd been bleeding from the knees. But what they the? knew that they were going to live, love each other forever and ever. And it was brilliant and lovely and, and all hilarious. I can't remember how she came to fall out of the window. They were climbing out of the window. Anyway, but it's, yeah, it's like, yay, love you. Let's sing about Alibaba. So that's, yep. Number two. Number two. You took the words right out of my mouth. Did I? By Meatloaf. Oh, okay. I saw a couple of meatloafy ones on here uh, on the example meatloafy options. But my favorite meatloaf song does not have a spoken segment. No, my favorite, of... my favorite doesn't. It does have an amazing. I'm assuming. Gotta be damned, you know you wanna be that bit when that breaks it. Oh, it's... We, get... we have we have different favorite meatloaf songs, but mine. We has are such me... individuals. Yeah, I know. Uh, I always go for I would do anything for love. Okay. Brackets, close brackets, but I won't do that uh, because it has the most amazing uh, '90s lady. Oh yeah, power no, see, the reason I like Bad Out of Hell <laughs> is that it is basically like a, a symphony. Like there are so many different bits, yes. and the best bit is yes, when it kind of breaks true. down and goes, "Gotta be damned, you know I wanna." Be. Basically, I really, really want to do a jive to it on Strictly Come Dancing. Imagine I, that bit with it, a jive on Halloween night. Yeah, perfect. I spent a lot of time thinking about what songs I would do for my different bits. On <laughs> of Strictly. course, you have. Yeah. Also in um, Bad Out of Hell, I do Charles and Dave. Of course, you would. I watched a documentary about Meatloaf a couple of weeks ago. About never, and Dave. I never. I mean, that's if they put one on iPlayer that I can download onto my phone to watch on the train. There's nothing to say that, that won't happen. Um, and I'd never really listened properly to the story of Bat Adafel. I'm like, oh, it has an actual story and like a denouement. And then like oh. he crashes his car, some motorbike, into the signpost or whatever. And then like his heart like flies off, and it's like, yay, off it goes. His heart flies out of his body. I see. He watches his heart that and uh, oh, it's like a spiritual. The thing. last thing I see is my heart still beating, flying out of my yeah, ripping out of my body and flying away like a bat out of hell. Like a bat out of hell. Anyway, Blimey. so meatloaf. You took the words right out of my mouth. My meatloaf actually opens with this spoken bit, which is yeah. the on a hot summer night, would you yeah. offer your throat to the wolf? I bet you say that to all the boys, uh, <laughs> which is great fun. And I can't remember the name of the dude that he worked with who actually. It's not meatloaf. Uh, reciting that bit it's his uh it was his writing partner who was like very theatrical but actually had no none of the stage presence of meatloaf yeah. so but i think always wanted to anyway he i can't remember his name no but he now i've decided that it's bernie torpin and that's really tickling me <laughs> bernie torpin <laughs> uh number three uh leader of the pack by the shangri-las mm-hmm. which also ends horribly in a bicycle motorbike crash every time i listen to it no matter how many times i mean i think i've probably reached saturation point so i probably won't forget it from now on but for a while every time i heard about it it got to the end i went oh yeah he dies spoiler alert and there's like this ridiculous kind of like they do the crash there's the sound there's like motorcycle like screeching tires and like somebody that bit where gaffer knocks some crates over on uh, it's a wonderful life yeah (laughs) yeah he died he dies and then it all slows down and then that's the end of that song number four come dancing by the kinks Okay. Come dancing. Also, I like to think that the pally was somewhere in, like, that we could have been if they hadn't bulldozed it and built, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. It's not Sainsbury's. That's what I'm saying. And number five, Mm -hmm. 
we are never ever getting back together by Taylor Swift. She makes it. She stops in the middle for a phone call. <laughs> That's just rude. Like ever. She's literally phoning it in. Yeah. Okay. Those are my five. Number one. Number one. Now this is the only song I thought of unprompted. Oh no, two. There were two <laughs> songs, but mostly I had to do research and then work. You know, then I had other ideas, but this was the one where you said it. I thought, okay, this one, which is Rufus Wainwright, "Between My Legs." Right, uh, and it is this amazing song that, in the end, sort of has becomes quite operatic and theatrical. No, you don't of say. Of course, it does. And has Surprise. this spoken bit by Sean Phillips, all about the weather presenting weather. No, who do I mean? No, that's Sean Lloyd. Sean Phillips right. is the actress. Now I feel. Oh, like... I know exactly who you mean. She's the badger lady from the uh, the magician's house. house. Yeah, not Sean Lloyd. Very different. So uh, she does this thing. There is a river running underground. So it's not quite that the singer does it, but it, it's not sampled. Yeah. It's specifically part of the song. Yeah, it's part. It's, it's built in. It's written as part of the lyrics to be performed live. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Okay, I'm going to yeah. do a swapsies because I did have Shangri-La's leader of the pack. Yeah, but I'm going to move that into the honourable mentions. So next up is All Saints, Never Ever, because that's got a yep. spoken intro. Yes. And it's an absolute banger of a tune. Number three. Number three. Pulp, sorted for ease and whiz. Because in the end, you should call your mother and say, Mother, I can never come home again. Hello, Mother. <laughs> Which is said slightly rhythmically, but is definitely quite spoke. I'd say it's not really part of the song. Uh, yeah. Know. Number four. Number four. Len, Steal My Sunshine. What a song! Oh, yes. Because that's got two little conversation bits, one to open and one in the middle, and then they go into the verses. Oh, that one. I love yes. that song so much. And number five, Stonehenge Spinal Tap. How did I not think of that one? That's so good. I was really... I suddenly thought, oh no, it's a shame I'm going second because Jessica's definitely going to say Spinal Tap. Didn't even think of that one. They do the years ago. The druids. (laughs) (laughs) We might get crushed by a dwarf. (laughs) Yeah, but this one goes up to 11. Uh, I wish Spinal Tap was on Netflix. I watched it the other week. It was great because it's always on ITV4. Why do I not have that? I don't know, but it's really good. I don't know if you really like Spinal Tap. And they were talking about this on Pop Culture Happy Hour with sort of music parodies. And yes, it's shout true out that to and the Pussycats. The be- yeah, that is very much shout out to Josie and the Pussycats. But they were talking about how some of the best bits are where they parody the other, like their, their early songs. And I really like those bits. Because they are all... Um, they're so bang on. Uh... Well, not all of them, but the bit where they're, they're in their previous incarnation and they've yeah. got like the, the velvet... Uh, jackets and like the frilly thing in the long hair. One of them has a um, a, a guitar made out of an old school desk lid. Okay, that's quite cool. Yeah, and definitely cooler than someone stepped in fully. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Uh, yep. Yeah, so I had never ever. No. So I had Shangri La's leader of the pack. I felt like leader of the pack was more spoken, mm-hmm. and never ever is. A few questions that I need to know. Yeah, it's um, also every but it's time. It's still very smoky, you know. Every time I try and sing "Never Ever," I start going mm, "Buzz Me Up to Heaven," which is Billy Piper's "Honey to the Bee," <laughs> and not "Never Ever." Mm, honey to the Bee, that's you for me. Mm, buzz me up to heaven. Got a lot of questions. Anyway, uh, I have my boyfriend's back by the Angels. You went away. I remember he went very nice. I don't know what the words, so I'm just saying that way. He, he went away and you hung around and bothered me every night. When I, I would go out with you, you said things that weren't very nice. But, but, anyway, let's move on very swiftly from that. That's on my list as well. Bell and Sebastian, I, I could be dreaming, where uh, the <laughs> singer at the end starts reading from Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> of course. Uh, I've got Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Which is it is an insert, but it's written for, for the song. Mm-hmm. It's the baseball, like it sounds like baseball commentators. Uh, I have what I've written as Thriller by Vincent Price, which I don't think is correct. Something Although, something sounds seems seems awry. But I like to think that he did a, a whole version of it in the style of those Christopher Lee metal albums. That Vin, uh, Vincent Price yeah. doing the opening Thriller and Park Life. I didn't go for Park Life on the grounds that that is the song. That's it. Like that, yeah. that's it's not a it's not a break. One list include that included it, the author, clearly based in the US and was not familiar with some of the words used. It's like even though this is written in English, I have I do not understand a word of the verse. It's like the only one he referenced is Dustman and to anyone who doesn't know that's a garbage man. All men are garbage. I get up when I want, except on Wednesdays when I'm rudely awakened by the Dustman. 
It's not difficult. I put my trousers on, have a cup of tea, and think about leaving the house. What does he mean? What does he mean? It's just riddles. It's an enigma surrounding a mystery. I do not know. Two more. I have... No, three more. I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton, because the third verse starts off spoken. Beverly Hills by Weezer. And... Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears with a bizarre pop culture reference to Titanic at the end, which makes no sense. It's like no a phone sense. call. I, it's so weird. It's really weird. Oh, my God. Brit- Britney, Britney. Well, on that note, musical note, shall I do my song? Rosie, what's your song? My song is Into Your Heart by Young Ejector. Yes. Okay. We know I love Spotify's Discover Weekly playlist. And there yes. are lots of songs where I think, this is a great song. And occasionally I think, this is one of my favourite songs I've ever heard. And I have listened to that on repeat. Yeah, Spotify, I will admit, my, mine actually was prompted by Spotify. Obviously, I'm very familiar with that song, but it was on my list this week. This week's list seemed like a strong thing. Strong list, strong compilation, lots of good people. Nick Fleetwood, John Mellencamp, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. All sorts of good stuff. Galway Girls back after a brief hiatus. Only one, only one uh, issue this week. Then literally the last, the 30th song of 30, I could do. <laughs> so weird. It's like... Especially, what? as also, I constantly am listening to the Spotify cheesy hits playlist. I have never listened to the Spotify cheesy hits And yet, I'm not getting done. that. I'm getting, like, cool female-led electronica. I don't get in it. Why do I get things... Why Why do they think I'm going to want to listen to I Could Do? I definitely would. I voluntarily I listened to, to things number like five today. Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp. I don't know how this happened. Okay, but Into Your Heart by Young Ejector is amazing. I will listen to it. Yeah. Maybe I should start listening to your selections. Because I have really good taste in Spotify. Well, the aim is to get a playlist of all of our choices, isn't it? Maybe I'll do that today. It's not going to take very long. It's not all available, but, you know, what's well, there? What is there we can put on? Needle and thread. Needle and thread. I've done nothing yeah. because I don't have a, well, I don't have a kitchen, so I can't really cook anything. And um... You apparently hate craft. You're like I me hate... from two years ago. I, and I kept not God, doing I, like, things. hate craft. I've got so much to do. But also because I don't have any floor space, um, I've had to pack away my sewing machine. Although I will tweet or Instagram a picture of the corner of my desk right now because it's shelving, shelving full of uh, quilting fabric with a KitchenAid in front of it. So it's very on brand is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a desk so or really a dining room table because it's got a microwave in the middle of it. So really it needs to be things that I can hold in my hands while sitting on the sofa. Okay. I reckon tomorrow, from tomorrow, that should improve a bit as things start to get out of the living room and I can shuffle things around. Well, I baked cookies. What kind of cookies were they? Proper chocolate chip American cookies that were soft. Oh, they're chewy. Yeah, kind of. They were a bit cakey, possibly because I had to use half self-raising flour and half plain because I didn't have enough plain. Oh my god. But they were really nice. and they were really. I soft. love soft cookies. Yeah, so I'm very pleased with those. I've eaten so many cookies this week. Bad. Good choice. I'm about to go and buy some buy some biscuits. Yeah, I might. Go there was there was now. a supermarket based oversight at the beginning of the week where for some reason I didn't think that biscuits would be an important aspect of this whole installation. No, biscuits. Everyone knows that um what was I like thinking? building works run on biscuits. I did buy some and then I I ate them all. And I'm knitting a cardigan. Yeah. In exactly the same yarn I knitted my last. Well, no, not my big blue cardigan. In the the um Yosemite Falls. Yosemite Falls. Well remembered because I don't. I uh, I bought so much yarn for that because it it came in a bag at the knitting and stitching show. Twelve pounds for ten skeins. Um, I bought that and I now have enough left and I I didn't have the yarn for any of the projects I want to do and I was feeling really lure. So I downloaded an app called Raglanify which is to help people when they want to make their own raglan pattern. I mean, you could easily do it without that, but it got me going to start off with, where you put in like your gauge and your measurements and what kind of jumper you want, and it spits out a pattern, because raglans are all based on percentages. Yeah. Um, and I'm knitting that, and I, I mean, I've now gone off the pattern, because I think because I was trying to do it cropped, it kept saying things like, knit minus 12 rows. <laughs> but now I've got it sort of like, this is all easy shaping from here on in. I'm just going to do some decreases every so often to get it waist shaped and then I'm copying it there So uh, because I have buttons that look like little bunnies heads that I bought ages ago and the I sad want... bunnies they're only a bit sad it's just they don't have mouths that's not why they're sad it's because they don't have the expressions yeah. um, they are the ones from Nest though right yeah, so yeah they're, be... not, they're not like miserable bunnies but they're just you know bleak no that's worse um what I'm saying is I'm, I wanted a mint jumper with bunny buttons for myself because I think they're meant to be for children and I don't give a toss. I don't give a cuss. Yeah. Uh, so I've cast on that and I've split off for the sleeves and I've nearly finished doing all the increases at the front and then all fun and I'm going to do twisted knit 
ribbing because it looks cute. Cool. That's me done. What, what have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Lin Manuel Miranda's sonnet. Unbelievable. Was lovely. I genuinely think it's one of the best pieces of poetry I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, he sort of said, I'm not... So he'd rewritten it to take into account the events of the week. Well, the events of the day. He'd had less than a day to do it. Oh, the events of the day, yes, of the weekend. Obviously, it was after what happened in, in Orlando. And so he'd he'd rewritten it to take that into account. Um, and it was just done very beautifully. And uh, he sort of said, I'm not freestyling. I'm too old for that. So I've written a sonnet. Yeah. <laughs> There of course are, you have. There are very few yes. people who can get away with that. Everyone else like, you'd be yeah, like, of course you've written a sonnet. Yeah, what else were you going to yeah, do? I, I didn't even know people still wrote sonnets, but he does and he, yeah, oh, and he wrote a very it. good sonnet. Bossed it. And everything Hamilton related from Hamiltonies, pro, very pro. Yeah. Um, as we've mentioned, our pretty much favourite website, The Toast, is closing very mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. But they did save one of the best, if so-and-so were your boyfriend's. Which was uh, for last, which is if Tom Hiddleston were your boyfriend. Then it turned out him and Taylor Swift had done that weird snogging on some rocks. Who does that? <laughs> so bizarre. What? If you're. Don't go and snog on some rocks! Snog in your own home! Ah! Oh. So someone had tweeted about it, and I don't remember who, so I'm sorry I can't reference them, but say, it, look, it looks like when you take your frail old nana for a walk on some slippery rocks, because he was like having to kind of carry slash guide her up the rocks. It was really, weird. and she was sort of crouched, like hunched over with her arm. It was really weird. Beloved Dame Margaret tweeted about how she was sort of leaning into conspiracy theories, and then I was a bit disappointed when she said they were just not disappointed. But she said that she was just making them up. There were no other conspiracy. No, theories. no actual conspiracy theories. But if you decided. have any ideas, please get in touch. I'm Rosie at Large on Twitter, and I would love to discuss Swiffleton conspiracy theories. Margaret said that he's gay and she's helping him get Bond. Yeah, I was about to reference that, but I wasn't sure if that was a real one or Margaret's. That was a Margaret. Right. Hey, it could work. Yeah, if the whole world hadn't reacted by going, stop snogging on rocks! A shocking indictment of the fact that people feel that maybe they wouldn't cast a gay actor to play Bond. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's more concerning the fact that I saw a tweet that said maybe it is time for Tom Hiddleston to play Bond because it's it's time that Bond was played by a man who looked like he'd have to go to bed for a week if he was startled by a bird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that is much more of a concern okay i read a piece of long film journalism on buzzfeed called how black china beat the kardashians at their own game and right. i had not I'm heard really frightened already of black china before. i have heard of her in passing because she turns up on twitter like people mentioning black china in relation to the kardashians yeah and it's absolutely fascinating at how so she... okay basically she had a baby with a man called tiger not his given name i don't think who is now going out with kylie jenner of the Kardashian Jenner clan. Oh, I thought she had a baby with one of the Kardashians. Oh, no, don't worry. It, it gets better. And he, right. so Tiger left her for Kylie Jenner, who was 17 right. at the time. She's uh, the one with the lips. With the with the, the lips. And then Black China waited two years and then is engaged to and having Rob Kardashian's baby. Right, that's so where I thought it was going. Uh, and it's really interesting about how the Kardashians have appropriated loads of things of black culture. And, and now Black China, who is a black woman, is, it's just it's basically an amazing exploration of victorious long-form pettiness. Ugh. She's played the long con on them. And she's so Is this what you're it. telling me? She's, she's long-gamed them. She and Amber Rose. She's also best friends with Amber Rose, who yep. is Kanye's ex, who Kanye was incredibly derogatory yes. about. And basically now Black China has... Like wrangled her way into the Kardashian clan, especially with Rob Kardashian, who had decided he wanted no more to do with their reality show and had stopped doing anything, and now he's appeared. He was like, "No, I can screw over my family and also have it help her." In I mean, I'm not saying that they don't love each other; they may very well do. Okay, and finally, I would like to recommend to you a Saturday Night Live sketch from a couple of weeks ago called "Farewell, Mr. Bunting." I've never even heard of this. Okay, I'm not going to tell you anything about it because it's just great as it is. Just go watch "Farewell, Mr. Bunting." (laughs) Okay. It stars Fred Armisen, and it's right. incredible. So, uh, just one final, what have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Which is not available on the Tinterwebs, and is therefore, I guess, technically breaking the Zaxxon rule. <laughs> established <laughs> a happy hour. Uh, but I was on the tube the other day, and I did tweet about it, so we'll send you those. Uh, and I saw a lady. <laughs> this is literally something you've the seen. same vein of Rosie having to help that woman in the park put down the pop-up tent. Which I had totally forgotten about until Jessica messaged me about it. No uh, teeth! A lady, a lady sitting opposite me got half a cucumber out of her bag and proceeded to rub the cut end all over her face. But she did it for like, it wasn't just, I'm assuming, because it's warm and maybe she just wanted to freshen up a bit. But she did it for like 15 minutes. And halfway through, she 
bit the end off it and I thought oh, maybe she's gonna like now have it as a lovely snack even though she's rubbed it all over her yeah, face she was literally just bite she wasn't biting into it she was just biting the end off and then spitting the bits out into her hand that she then I don't I guess put back in the bag I don't know I wasn't watching that closely um, and then carried on so she was just freshening up the end of it so that she could get the like get the new bit of cucumber to rub over her face to cool down <laughs> why would you do that and she walked past me at the bus station and she was still going Ugh. Oh my god! No teeth, but she obviously did have teeth because she, she was teeth. biting the end off the cucumber. She was able to bite the end off the cucumber to like. I mean, I mean, it's I... not that long a tube journey. Also, and... that's not a useful so, way of like, cooling yourself down. Otherwise, everyone would be up. doing it. Just get don't rub the cucumber. Carry, carry some of those cucumber Ugh. face wipes in your bag, and then you can just whip one of those out. Just have a quick. Or just get the cuss over it. <laughs> not... Or just think. It's not actually. You know how sometimes you get on the if you're on the Bakerloo line, you guess you think, well, I'm I'm going to evaporate it by the oh, time. Oh, it's I've the got central stop. line for me. Central line is red to demonstrate how much it's like hell. The Bakerloo line is brown. <laughs> how much? <laughs> it is a piece of curse. What? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, there are better ways to cool down on the tube than rubbing vegetables over your face. Like. Never misuse a vegetable. Salad is not is designed for eating. You know when Salad, people say, "Oh, I'm going to have to rub myself down with a damp lettuce leaf." They, they don't, don't mean, mean they don't mean literally. Because boots sell you cucumber face wipes. Like especially don't what it's the biting the end off that's just been all over her face. Yeah. What? That's really weird. That is. And her face had been on the tube. Yeah, like what the f- you wouldn't anyway. Like, you wouldn't so rub, imagine us- rubbing vegetables on your sweaty face then. But, uh, I actually hate this woman. <laughs> Send I... us more uh, patented methods for keeping cool in public transport. I don't leave the house. Razor doesn't leave the house. That solves that problem. I uh, prefer to just suck it up and then complain about it vehemently when I arrive at my destination. Oh, my God. Right, I once got off the Bakerloo line and I thought, oh, why, is, why is my arm wet? I've got, someone's like spilt their drink on me. And I looked down. It was just I'd been on the Bakerloo line for three stops and the sweat had pulled in the crease of my elbow when it was just running down my arm. It's like, this is not, I haven't even got to work yet. Was it your sweat? It was my sweat. It wasn't dripped off someone else, but it was so hot. I was just wearing like a t-shirt. So I had bare arms and it was just like, I've not even reached my destination in one piece. The reason I say nearly evaporated. Is it your own sweat? Is uh, obviously you choked on someone else's vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do say that there are some crimes that are best left unsolved. You can't dust for vomit. Bye. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your day of fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's day of fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.